Hello, welcome to another episode of the High Five Download Podcast. This is a another little bonus episode. We've been having trouble securing some guests that we're having. You know, people we are will so busy. Yeah, we are gonna so many um, people, so many parties. Yeah, totally. So <laughs> we're gonna have some upcoming episodes with some really cool guests. Um, it's just a scheduling issue at this point. So we did have the studio time book today so on the fly we kind of had to come up with a new topic so we kind of were reminiscing about the good old days um when we were just a infant a a podcast in its infancy you know Mm -hmm. we're now here yeah in the 30 30 plus episodes recorded and so we were reflecting back on episode number one the one that started it all so we're kind of going to do a little bit of a revisit of that in a, in a sense, um, we decided to go with a top five list of a movie director, just like we did in episode one with Tim Burton. Um, but today okay. we are going to tackle the top five films of none other than legendary director John Carpenter. And it's a little, uh, and this is a good idea because we're obviously getting a little bit close to Halloween season. Yeah, who knows? It might even be um, like right around the corner. By so the yeah, time if you listen to this, yeah. Then it might be Halloween when you listen yeah, to this. Yeah, who knows? So yeah, I thought that was a really good idea. That uh, I'll give all, all props to Chris for choosing this sure. person. And so then we were <laughs> reflecting back on that first low five we ever did, and that was our top five. Low five. I mean, yeah. Okay, it was low five. Okay, what it was was five <laughs> movies or series on your Netflix queue list that you're never going to watch, but they're still on your queue. Like, you don't ever take them <laughs> off. They're just sitting there. But you're, like, never going to get around to yeah, watching them. So watch them. we're going to do five more movies from our Netflix queues. <laughs> Which I'm, I'm, like, literally going to take out my phone. and We'll probably never get around to watch And, like, put on the Netflix app. And you're like, going to do it live on the fly? Do it live on the fly. That's cool. I, I can just look at them. And, yeah. That's so cool. Yeah, and I, I actually there, went we'll back. talk about them. I went back and listened to ep- that end of episode one today, and I made a little list of our five movies, and we can. Like, so did I. Yeah, there you go. And then, and I was just gonna, you know, we can kind of go over that again, real quick, just briefly, and <laughs> see if we ever. My answer will be pretty quick. If that's play. a spoiler alert. <laughs> did we ever push play on any of these um, these films? Yeah, actually, I think they were all movies. Yeah, uh, this, mine this, was a series. Oh no, you had this. Yeah, yeah, I, I had one series. Gotcha. Cool. So I guess we could so, just yeah. John Carpenter. Dive right in it, man. Talk John about Carpenter. him. Talk about him. He's a cool dude. Yeah. Um, I got to confess. Horror director? I would, would you, would you classify him as just a horror director? I would say a director. Genre director. Genre, really, okay. You know? Yeah. Because, I mean, he does have other films that aren't necessarily horror. True, know? true. And um, we'll probably talk about a few of them as we get into our list. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But um, I, I got to confess that I was looking through his discography. I mean, his filmography. <laughs> Well, he's a composer too, he is a so composer he too. does yeah. have a discography. Um, but I was looking through his filmography, and I mean, I have—I gotta confess, I haven't seen all of his movies. Really, mostly some of his earlier ones and some of his later ones. Like, I never saw Vampires. Really? Or, oh yeah. shit! Well, so maybe we're gonna talk uh, about vampires. All right, cool. We'll That's talk good. about vampires. So I gotta confess, I'm not a completist, but I still have top uh, a top five. Nice. Well, that's a good segue. I'll start with number five. All right. Because my number five is Vampires. All right. John Carpenter's John Carpenter's Vampires. Vampires. This was uh, Kiss came out in uh, 1998, um, and it it starred a pre-neoconservative James Woods as kind of like a grisly vampire hunter. Mm. Um, 
uh, like a modern day vampire hunter. Okay. Um, and it was it, it kind of felt like a, a western almost, um, a western set in the modern day. Um, and uh, yeah, like a western that just happened to include vampires in it. Uh, I liked uh, the fact that it w- it felt like it, now it feels like it was dust till dawn from dust till dawn before from dust till dawn, which was you know you had this this um, uh, like a modern day take on you know grisly sort of vampires versus you know humans that were. You just you know thrown into they they didn't, they didn't want to be vampire hunters but that's that's what the that's what they were kind of thrown into yeah so that's that's what the movie sort of you know when I when I go back and look at it I, it's like wow that that kind of like a lot of things from from dusk till dawn I don't think that they took a lot of things from it but a lot of the um, there's a lot of same yeah. themes going on yeah and that was pretty close I mean dusk till dawn came out like ninety six I'm guessing maybe ninety seven I don't know somewhere around there so that's that's like yeah, uh, was it before? I guess it had to be before, right? Because, yeah, before nineteen ninety eight, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, but well, and it was kind of interesting too because this came out the same year as Blade. Yeah, which I think Blade kind of stole all of its thunder as For far sure. as like being like you know oh the vampire movie of the yeah, year or the something. Hollywood vampire movie. But it's a good movie. It's 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 dark and it's mysterious and it you know plays on a lot of like horror tropes that. You know, you've come to know with like vampires. You know, you had like the the vixen Cheryl Lee played like that that sort of like you know uh, vampire vixen that you know um, uh, attracted the the main character. You know, and, mm-hmm. and it just it was a good it was a really good movie. Cool, and, and it holds up. I think it it actually holds up to this day. I I watched I would say I watched like the last like twenty minutes of it or thirty minutes of it. Because that's all YouTube had of it. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's really hard to find this movie now. It's it's kind of weird. Like the library didn't have it, which was kind of weird. But um, mm-hmm. yeah, and and I could have bought it off of iTunes, but I was like, no. Oh, I could watch the last half hour on on YouTube. <laughs> Sweet. There we go. So, but I think it still holds up to I this day. I need to see that. Yeah. That yeah, it's and, like, good. I never saw Ghosts of Mars. Some some of the later ones I never saw. So uh, I would ignore Ghosts of Mars, but <laughs> definitely go with Vampires. It was a it was a really good uh, unexpected like. Ex- uh, Exciting movie. Okay, so, cool. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna go with the lesser known sort of John Carpenter movie for my number five, and it's 1980s The Fog. The Fog. And um, this is one of those I remember watching as a kid, and like just kind of like I just like wow. the the atmosphere of it. You know, it's like it was like the fog? considered okay. a kind of low budget film, but um, I think all of his movies were considered yeah, low budget. Yeah, but I guess he like <laughs> shot it on like anamorphic lens, like really wide angle to like give it like a cinematic feel and I kind of like mm. like mostly remembered like I watched it I revisited it a few years back, but I remember watching it as a kid and just kind of feeling like it was like eerie, you know. Yeah. And like that's what I kind of Which I think he was kind of going yeah. for. I mean, like how do I, I mean, make it's a cheap like this horror fog, movie? You know, it comes to this town right. and then there's like these ghost pirates and that's basically that hide in the fog and kill people. Yeah. And so you don't have to see them. Yeah. But I guess like at the end, it's easy. Of, I mean, apparently I was just reading about this and like, apparently like the, his original version of the movie, was just like mostly just like that, like just eerie and like mm-hmm. they final cut. They, they were like, this needs more like gore and right. you know, right. jump right. scares and stuff like that. So like they went back and shot, like it says like they went back and like what's in the movie now, like a third of it was reshoots, just adding like mm-hmm. things to make it more like 
Hollywood scary, I guess, right. or something. Or, or you know. he was going for like maybe a style. Yeah, I mean, and then this was like his movie after Halloween, so it's like, and it does. Oh, it's interesting that it right. shows like, I mean, Jamie Lee Curtis is in it as well. Yeah, and like yeah. Adrian Barbeau yep. is like one of the main characters. Yeah, in it. she was his wife at the time, and that was like she one plays of those, like a radio DJ, and um, Tom like, Atkins is in it. He's one like of those like late night like Cinemax movies. I think I watched you know a long time ago. Yeah, and I didn't and, um, even know it was John. It was John Carpenter, you know. Back yeah, then. it's kind of a it's a kind of a forgotten one for sure. Mm-hmm. But like Tom Atkins is in it. He's like in every '80s horror movie, mm-hmm. pretty much. You know, if you don't know who he is, just Google it and you'll you, you'll know that fucking Tom dude. Atkins. He's like, like the dad in Creep Show and has the mustache, and he's the detective in Halloween Three. He's in every fucking 80s movie, man. So. <laughs> he was the 80s go-to guy. Yeah, totally, man. Um, but uh, that's my number um, <laughs> That's my number two. Or my number five, I'm sorry. But I went back and revisited it <laughs> a few years ago because um, I used to listen to Howard Stern when I had a serious XM login or whatever. And one of the dudes on his show, man, I can't one – of the, one of the fucking guys was like – He's like he like loves he's obsessed with the fog he loves it and he like <laughs> every, obsessed with yeah the he fog. like loves it dude and he's like because he like at the beginning of the movie it says it takes place on April something or another so yeah, like yeah. every year on that fog day he watches the fog and he's just like and Howard Stern was like giving him shit about it. he's like it's the not that good day. of a movie why do you watch it he's just I just love it you know I just love it I watch it over uh, every year fog day or whatever so. nice I I think like it's like that. April sixteenth the or fog day right? ah, something like that yeah. So yeah, fog well, day. We'll, well, we'll keep that in mind. We'll put that on our calendars. Yeah, mark your so calendars. I'll get that exact date <laughs> for you guys. Thank you. All right, uh, moving on. My uh, number four is uh, Halloween. All right. This is going to be low on my list because I have a lot of favorite John Carpenter movies um, that will right. be coming up. Fair enough. And uh, Halloween, but Halloween does make the list, of course. It is the grandfather of the modern horror genre. Um, because basically like he established so many tropes, horror tropes in this movie, such as, you know, the, the virgin who survived the the young, the virgin girl, girl, the final girl, exactly. The final girl who survives to the very end, either by escaping or defeating the villain. Um, and other things like, um, the implied connection between sex and death. Like, you know, if you, if, if you have sex in these horror movies, then you're you're doomed to just die by the main character or the the horror you know the the killer's hand or whatever so yeah i mean it's just um it's a, it's a definitive piece of uh you know f- film horror of history yeah you know we'll we'll we'll, we'll i think it'll it'll appear on my list as well i, I, I you know what? We i have, I have a quick little story now, i think I, let's just talk about now i think it's possible that halloween might be the reason for my conception let me talk about that real quick. <laughs> Let's get so my parents deep cuts. <laughs> met in the late seventies. All right. And my mom tells me this story about how they went to go see Halloween when they were first dating well, they were been dating for a while, her and my dad. And they went to go see Halloween. And she called my grandfather, her father, and said, I can't I, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna take the bus home tonight because I'm scared out of my wits and I'm not gonna come home tonight. <laughs> so I, I, I just saw this horror movie and I'm terrified. I just want to stay over Stan, who's my dad, Stan's house. <laughs> and my grandfather was like, bullshit. You just want to stay over because whatever, you know. <laughs> and she's like, no, no, I'm terrified. So long story short, she stayed over there 
And roughly, I was born maybe nine months after this movie came out, or while it was playing in the theater still. So this might be, I might owe everything to John Carpenter. Like, literally everything, like my entire life. So that's why, I, you know, I'm Damn. a big fan and of this it's movie. it's only number four. And it's only number four, because still, like, as far as a movie goes... Yeah. It's 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 on there, but yeah. it's not my favorite. But oh, it might still be the reason. It's either it's, it's either that movie or Amnaville Horror. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure which one. I think it's one of those movies too, where it's like I remember watching it. I remember like back in the day, like Fox 31 before it was Fox 31, when it was just like Channel 31, UHF channel here in town, and they just showed mm-hmm. movies every night yeah. at seven o'clock, basically. Yep. You know, yep. It was just like a movie every night, and. Um, they had like during the month of October, they'd have like scary movies all the time. You know, they'd yep. like, have like a horror week or whatever. And that's the first time I saw Halloween. I, I mean, it was probably edited for TV, but still, man, scared the shit out of me. Yeah. And um, it's still one of the most and yeah, it had like terrifying movies I've ever I seen. I think it was when like, I, was I feel little. like it was still one now. of the first slasher movies to have the like, you think he's dead and he keeps coming back. Yeah. Type of thing, I mean, you, know? you kind of had like you, you had Texas Chainsaw Massacre and you had Black Christmas, which kind of had those same. Yeah. But ideas. they didn't have the they didn't have the like at the but end of Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He gets run over by a truck. Exactly. You know? And he doesn't exactly. come back after that. Right. You know? And you and you kind of knew like what he was, whereas yeah. with Michael Myers, you didn't know exactly what he was. And I think that's what John Carpenter was yeah. trying to you know, express yeah. was that he, th- there was nothing, he was just, you know, he was either a form of evil. And that's why like in the, in the credits, he's, he's uh, credited as the shape. Yeah. They call him. Yeah. Like, so yeah, that's one of those things too. Like if you're really like a Halloween nerd, you call him the shape, the not, shape. not Michael not Myers, Michael Myers yeah. you know? Yeah. If you're so, a true I mean, fan. That's interesting. <laughs> that's kind of like it and Pennywise yeah, or something, yeah. you know? Like, yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, man, it's a great movie. It's so good. And it's just like, one of those like perfect. It's like one of the highest grossing movies of all time because they made it on like a nothing budget yeah, it was and everyone you know like budget. Yep. Jamie Lee that's, Curtis that's was no name at the time besides Carpenter, having a famous mother. You know, yep. but, um, and that's one of the reasons why Carpenter uh, composed the uh, did the music. Oh yeah, and that's he didn't, he didn't have too. any money to, to hire a composer. Yeah, <laughs> and I mean a lot of these movies like that's what I was like so like with the fog he was the director writer and composer on yep. that as well. Yep. So a lot of these he like wrote directed and mm-hmm. did the freak and then he does he has like cameos in a lot of them too apparently yeah. so he does like a little alfred hitchcock yeah thing. so um yeah i love halloween it's awesome it'll be on my list and um uh <laughs> i'm just googling this thing so if you google uh around, put the fog day in google and you'll get <laughs> why john carpenter's the fog still matters by richard christie that's the dude then howard stern so and he's talking about so it's like so by the way april 21st why is fog april 21st is fog day <laughs> and why that matters in the movie is because 100 years ago on that day was like when this ship wrecked or whatever and, oh okay and that, so the fog <laughs> came back 100 years later so. oh okay cool so <laughs> In 1980, so in, so that was 1980, so 2080, the year 2080 on April 21st, the fog will be back (laughs) in California. Look out. All right. (laughs) Moving right along to my number four, and I'm going to go with um, 1988's They Live by um, John Carpenter. We've talked about They Live. That's kind of low on your list, but all right. We've talked about it before on this show uh, with um, Kurt Krober, actually. That was like, Mm -hmm. he put that in his uh, top. I think we've talked about a few John Carpenter movies before. Yeah, for sure we have. I mean, we've talked about Halloween before, for sure. And then uh, I remember Kurt Krober 
picked it for his top 80s movie and he said something about he was arguing with his dad if it's a horror movie or not and he says right no nah, it is because it's pretty basically what is happening now in yeah our political yeah. climate of our country it definitely and lives it's pretty up. horrific you know but um i don't know it's great dude i mean it's funny it's kind of like i feel like rowdy roddy piper is kind of like <laughs> what Kurt Russell wasn't available or something, you know, he's kind of playing the role of the Kurt Russell, you know. Yeah. And I mean, I guess this the budget was pretty small on this compared to mm-hmm. some of his other films. So like, yeah, I guess you can't afford Kurt Russell. You get it was Rowdy like, Roddy Piper. It was either the, yeah, it was either the effects or Kurt Russell, and he chose the effects. And yeah. Was like, oh, I can just get Roddy Piper. So if you're not, for, if anybody's un- unaware of what they live, the premise is basically. Um, our our Ooh. hero our hero Rowdy Roddy Piper <laughs> acquires these a uh, special pair of sunglasses and mm-hmm. when he puts that on he realizes that you know our american society is basically controlled by these um aliens, aliens that look like skeletons and right. real fucking ugly you know? yeah they, they look like they look like zombies basically like Kinda they don't like, have any like skin they're all like tissue and muscle and, uh, and so and like they control like advertising everything. and everything like a, yeah. a billboard will be like consume and obey right, right. And fucking everything is meant to like just yeah yeah keep keep the human race suppressed suppressed kind of, yeah. yeah just just be a consumer don't 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 think and then later don't, on don't, don't have develop, any imagination yeah and then the sequel they developed the smartphone god you know right wait um, what yeah there's a sequel no, but oh, <laughs> that's pretty much what, Sweet. what we are these <laughs> well, now days. There is. With the, but yeah, he, uh, once again, director, writer, composer. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it's great. It's cheesy, but that's kind of what oh, makes it amazing. Fantastic. You know, it's fantastic. Like, it, might, it might come up again. Yeah, Later we, we can hit on it again. Yeah, like an extended fight scene or something. <laughs> yeah, like extended a twenty fight minute scene. fight scene. Discussion. Cool. So that was your number four. That was my four, yes. All right. Uh, my number three is 1982's The Thing. Hey, think, minus two. Number oh, three, The nice. Thing. Perfect. So, yeah, I think we've talked about this before as well. Yeah, it was um, on our 80s it, it horror to, as well. Yeah, it's it's we, we've gone on and on, I think, about The Thing and how, you know, just – I don't know. Like, where do you begin with the thing? It's like you could talk about the, the special effects that hold up even today, yeah. and how like horrific they are. Yeah, and just amazing, amazing. You know, and they're scary practical, and terrifying. You know, yeah, pre CGI. Of and course. And that's like, and this is one of them that he. J- it's like a, it's technically a remake. Mm-hmm. Oh, we've talked about it on the remake yep. show too. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Um, Things come up quite a bit. The thing from outer space, or something? Rasm- which was based on a book, which would then that was based on, I think, a, a well something else too like a radio show or something so it's yeah yeah and um this one was john carpenter was the one who actually really kind of did it right yeah because in actually in halloween when they're hanging out watching scary movies they're They're watching watching the original the original so i guess he was obviously a fan from Mm -hmm. uh from way you know from jump street Mm -hmm. i guess you could say but um this is the one this one he only directed he did not do um, uh, how do you pronounce his name? Ennio Morricone. Ennio Morricone did, did the, the, did the uh, soundtrack. soundtrack. Yeah, yeah, so, or the composing, the yeah. the score and whatnot. But yeah, I mean, it's great. I need to actually watch it again. It's been a few years, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, I used to be on. Speaking of Netflix, it used to be on Netflix streaming, was, but I don't yeah. think it is anymore. No, it's not. No. So it's like one of those things. But I mean, like it's been re-released several different times on like high, like a restoration on Blu-ray and stuff. So. It's, it's readily mm-hmm. available and like it's kind of considered one of the like I don't know 
Citizen Kane's of horror. Yeah, if you're like it really is. talking to but, like horror fans, right. you know. And I think because when it came out, like it was it was a bomb when it came out because it came out the same year as like e- the same season as ET. You know, yeah. alien movie. Yeah. Um, Fuck, but they but loved nobody, alien movies in the early '80s, man. They Shit, did, dude. But uh, yeah, nobody paid attention to it. It was ignored. It was a movie that was dismissed by even Roger Ebert, who it's one of the few films where he actually went back and um, took back what he said and, and said, said, "Okay, you know, this was like, fucking yeah, good, this, this you know? movie is amazing." Yeah. yeah, yeah. And it's one of those I remember seeing. Actually, he gave it a thumbs up. I remember seeing afterwards. like some of the images of it in like Fangoria magazine and stuff mm-hmm. before I actually saw the movie. You know, so I knew it was going to be something kind of crazy. You know, yeah. But yeah, it's great. If you haven't seen it, definitely see that ASAP. Especially if it's October Halloween horror mm-hmm. movie season, check it out for yeah. sure. And it fe- it feels like you know, like I mean, it could be number one on in any given it John could. Carpenter list for sure. N- not on mine, but yeah, but it yeah. could be. Yeah. yeah, or any other like you know horror list oh, or eighties yeah. horror or I think it um, sci-fi even sci-fi or horror. Yeah, like it, you know, because it's it's yeah. I am a mem- I think it was number one in this. I I'm in this uh, Facebook group for the. It's like this Shockwaves podcast that I like to listen to a horror movie. But they have like a, mm-hmm. there's a Facebook group like it's called the Shockwaves Club or something. I can't remember <laughs> what it's called. Something like that. But some dude, some crazy dude in there was like, everybody submit your top twenty five horror movies of all time, and then he like added them all up. So like your number one movie was worth 25 points. Mm-hmm. Your number 25 movies worth one point and so on. And so he like made this giant list of accumulated everyone's freaking thing, like the top 200 horror movies in the group or whatever. Nice. And I'm pretty sure the thing was number one, if not number two, it yeah. was really high. Yeah. It, it's, it always makes like those, those top lists, you know, of yeah. horror movies, science fiction movies, ho- movies in the 80, even like, you know, just, just movies that came out in the, you know, the eighties or something. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. It's one of those that was like ignored and then realized, you know, like, wow, this was important. This was, you know, mm-hmm. groundbreaking. Yeah. So number that was two for you. That was our both. Our, that was both our number three. Number so. two for you, I think. But number two to you. Dude, right. you started it. Okay. <laughs> so my number two is someone we talked about. Uh, they Live. Okay. We yeah. already talked about. We mentioned it. Um, so I love this movie. This was one of those staples of, like, weekend Weekend movies that I'd watch on cable or just whenever I could. I know. I feel like it was on USA up, a lot. Oh, my God. USA I, I, I love this movie. Best. I think, so, you know, like I grew up like I was a fan of wrestling when I was little. And mm-hmm. so seeing Roddy Piper in a movie yeah. starring Roddy Piper, I was like, wow, that's this is this is great. Um, and it was just, you know, it was, a, it was a fun, creepy action movie. Yeah. You know, that, you know, and of course, you know, we talked about kind of hinted about the uh the the 20 it was it was a five minute fight sequence uh-huh. that happens between roddy piper and his co-star keith david in the movie yeah which i guess that fight was only supposed to take it was only supposed to be like 20 seconds long but roddy piper or uh jim uh john carpenter was so impressed by the way that roddy <laughs> and roddy piper choreographed well, I mean, the whole yeah, scene he's a fucking wrestler he was a wrestler That's what he does and he was like this is, this is great let's just shoot the whole thing and it feels longer than five minutes <laughs> it does it does so yeah i think it was but that's it's, not a it's, bad it's considered thing considered one of the longest fight scenes in cinema history uncut yeah yeah and they kind of did a nod to it in the stranger things se- season one too yeah there's a scene where the the um I can't, I gotta rewatch that already. But the the like older brother or whatever 
uh, you know, the love interest brother <laughs> yeah. is fighting this dude in the alley. And in it's the alley, just yeah. like just like it in and the alley, and it goes on for like five minutes. And it's th- there's nothing like like fancy about the fighting. It's just brutal, and, and yeah. they, they take breaks, yeah, and stop, and you know, take a breath, which is actually kind of you know refreshing to see in a movie. You know, it's like these are it's actually more these look like yeah, realistic. <laughs> Um, but yeah, Roddy Piper choreographed it and, and he uh, delivered like one of the greatest lines. And and he actually improvised cinema. that line. That Did wasn't he? that wasn't in the script. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah I'm here to chew bubble gum and kick some ass, and I'm all out of, I'm all out of bubble gum. Bubble gum. But the, the way he delivers it, man, it's so monotone, and it's just like <laughs> he, I came here to do two. He things. maybe wasn't the greatest actor yeah. of all time. <laughs> Chew bubble gum and kick ass. Yeah. Oh, and another and thing too is that the fight scene, gum. the alley fight scene, that was Roddy Piper and Keith David. That, there was there were no stunt doubles in that whole scene. They did all their own fight stunts, I guess you Damn. could say, in that whole scene. So uh, another good reason to uh, check out. They live. They live. I mean, it's cool. A classic. So you my yeah, dude, it's great. Um, my number two is Halloween. Okay. So we kind of flip-flopped on those two, we actually. Did, yeah, yeah we so did. we flip-flopped on those two, which is cool because, I don't know, I like I said, it's the kind of, you know, it's the Citizen Kane of slasher movies, yeah. you know? It's like, it it's the it's the Bible if you're looking to, uh, you know, yep. these um, it established, it established uh, archetypes and whatnot, you know? Mm-hmm. The final girl, the, the killer that's never quite totally dead. Um, the sex and death. The sex and death. The yeah. whole just I – mean, it's just great, dude. And it's got the little opening. The beginning's awesome with the showing Michael Myers as a kid and he mm-hmm. murders his sister and it's just super creepy, you know, like they yeah. take off the little clown mask and it's just this crazy kid that just stabbed his sister to death. Right, and right. And it's, it's kind of simple in that it's just like a, a – you know, like a – the killers in the house, babysitter yeah. mm-hmm. type totally. of story. Yeah, I mean, but what came first, that story or Halloween? You know, right? right. <laughs> you know, yeah, true. But um, I like the little made on like a shoestring. Yeah, budget. like the mask Super was apparently cheap. a William Shatner mask, yep. painted white, painted white, and yep. picked the hair out a little bit, and uh-huh. that's kind of cool. I mean, it's just just, just such an iconic mat. The shape, you know, Michael yep. Myers is such an iconic, like creepy face and figure. And I don't know, man. I'm excited. They're making another Halloween movie. Apparently, it's going to come yeah, out I next Halloween. I, I we'll feel see. like the, they'll, they'll just keep making those. They'll movies just probably will forever. For sure. But I guess it's Blumhouse, and they usually make good stuff. So mm, for nice. the most part, so I'm, I mean, I'll watch it, dude. And it sure. was like, if you think about, it, like, I mean, it was. I mean, I know a lot of people think of like Leatherface as being like a, you know, like a, a, a classic Hollywood mm-hmm. monster or whatever. Mm-hmm. But it was really Michael Myers that kind of brought that back. Oh yeah. As far as like you know, your Frankenstein and your I mean, Dracula. if you even like, if we're talking like the Mount Rushmore of '80s horror, you know, like mm-hmm. Freddy and yeah. Jason and Michael Myers, and like, dude, the f- Halloween one is so much better than Friday the Thirteenth Part One. You know, like, oh yeah, it's just yeah, yeah. Even Nightmare on Elm Street Part One. I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't. know. That's I tough think for Halloween's me. A little bit but better. it is. It probably is. Okay, it yeah. probably is. Right. <laughs> but I just have a special thing for me. <laughs> it's better than Hellraiser one. Um, yeah. No, that's not really a slasher movie. But yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Anyways, yeah, it's it's you, it should be number one too. You know, could easily be number one on any given but horror or John Carpenter on list. my list for John Carpenter movies. My number one my is and will always be Big Trouble in Little China. Same here. This is so. This is this is just like number. <laughs> one. This is just like episode number one. Our number one movie was Pee Wee's yeah. Big Adventure, and yep. our number one John Carpenter is. Big Trouble. Which came out around the same time, 1986. 1986, yeah. man. A hell of a year. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, for HBO and this, home video. I feel like rentals. this was like the culmination. Like I, I grew up, like I grew up watching kung fu movies and Bruce Lee movies with my dad. Like my dad loved those type of movies, and so that's what I would watch like Saturday afternoons or Sundays or something. You know, when we would watch movies together, and then. Like I like you know when I was started to like you know experience movies on my own, you know seek out stuff. Yeah, Big Trouble in Little China was around that time, and yeah. you know watching it, I was like, wow, this is sort of the culmination of like everything I've been taught up to this point. Mm-hmm. And I could I could recite the lines to this day. I could almost you know back in the day I feel like I I could you know recite that whole script. Yeah, but you know, and that, I mean it's great. It has everything. I remember the first time I saw it was. Back on HBO or Cinemax, one of those we we had both of them, and it was one of those movies like I didn't, I don't remember it being released in the theater. I mean, I guess you didn't see I didn't see that many movies in the eighties that weren't weren't like mm-hmm. family movies or something. You know, I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, who's to say this isn't a family movie? But um, <laughs> yeah. like I just remember seeing like up next, you know, Big Trouble in Little China. Yeah. I'm like, hmm, what is this? Looks all right. It, let's watch this like kung fu, and then it was funny, dude. Yeah, I re- I remember after action. seeing it once, it's like okay, it's gonna come on again. We're gonna record yeah. it on the VHS yeah. tape, and we're gonna watch it a whole shitload yeah. of times. We're gonna watch it again and again. I mean, it has like it, there's horror elements and like cool practical effects in it too. Like when yeah. the dude blows up his, his head, right? Or like the monster that comes yeah, out of the sewer. The monster, um, um, kung fu humor action. It's yeah. just like such a. It's kind of like a grown-up Goonies too, like you know, like it's like this adventure <laughs> yeah, movie, and they're like going to like the underground of, of <laughs> Chinatown, dealing and with everything. like a sort of supernatural so, element. Yeah, and yeah. like you know, there's like crawling through sewers and holding mm-hmm. your breath and swimming through like <laughs> tunnels and stuff, and you know, like yeah, and it you know it, it it holds up to this day because of like I feel like the great characters and Jack Burton. Yeah, yeah and the thing about Jack Burton, you know, Kurt Russell is that. He's not your typical hero in the movie. He's almost the sidekick, which is kind of weird because you go into a movie like that thinking like, oh, he's the hero. He's going to do it. But he like he falls on his ass like every chance he gets yeah. and screws up throughout the whole movie. And so it kind of like plays with that sort of like idea of, you know, what is a what is a, what is your typical white hero supposed to be? And when you think about it, you're like, wait a minute. Is he, is Kurt Russell the sidekick? Like, oh, that's kind of he's like the bumbling sidekick. So. Yeah, I mean, it's... Which is something that, like, I didn't realize until I got much older, but that just, you know, lends, you know, more meat to the to the movie. Yeah, you know? exactly. I mean, yeah. and, the, dude, the special effects are really cool in it, too. They are. And that's what's funny, too. I reali- I was, like, reading about it, too, and apparently it was a box office bomb, yeah. you know, because the, bu- yeah. the budget Most. was used, and it just didn't do well. And that's part of the reason, like, They Live was, like, which was, like, his next movie, mm-hmm. I, and that's why that was... Uh, they gave him less money to do that. A lot less money. Right. The budget was like slashed big time. So if I'm looking over my list, man. Mine starts. It, mine goes from 1998, or excuse me, 1978's Halloween to 1988's They Live. So ten, <laughs> all my five are in that 10 years, that 10, that ten year, year 80 period. Dude. Yeah. The 78 to 88, dude. Nice. The, the golden years here. Yeah. But, I, got, um, I, got, I still have to give props to vampires. Cause that, that was, that was I dude, almost was put Starman movie. in as my number five, man. That is my first honorable mention. That's my honorable mention, too. It couldn't crack my top five because I like vampires too much. Yeah. It was a good horror movie. It was totally a toss-up between The Fog and 
Starman. Starman could easily S- been in there too. Starman is good though. And, I do um, like Starman. It's kind of like ET with except for it's just the but dude. The alien has sex <laughs> with the woman. Yeah. <laughs> gets her pregnant. Gets her when pregnant. She couldn't get pregnant. And then goes and then leaves, and then, which is yeah. like, what is this trying to say about that? Is like kind of fucked up. M- like modern fatherhood. Is he trying to say like you know like dads just come along? I mean, it was the eighties, dude. Yeah, this is that's like what I'm saying. Is like divorce. Is that what he's saying? <laughs> like it's, it's about a single mother. And, I don't know. You know. He didn't write it though. He just directed it. Oh, so. interesting. Okay. So yeah, but it was good. I remember it being and interesting. The Escape from New York is another honorable mention. Yeah, I would probably too. be in a lot of people's top five for yeah, sure. Yeah, no, it couldn't crack mine. I just, you know, I, I appreciate it for what it was, but mm, yeah, I mean, I feel the same way too. It was, you know, you know the, the concept was a little too. I don't know. I mean, there's Snake Plissken, Ex- and then there's Jack Burton, dude. Right, exactly. If Which I'm side are you on, dude? I'm fucking Any Jack day. Burton. I'm Team Jack Burton, team dude. Team Pork Chop Express. Team Pork Chop Express. Um, I also have two uh, lesser-known maybe horror movies on mine. Honorable mention, Prince of Darkness and In the Mouth of Madness, which I think were like mid-'80s. I think In the Mouth of Madness is one of his earlier ones. Yes, yeah, no? Might have been. I know they were I've both. I've never seen they, that one, so both I, I got to confess. I haven't um, seen those, so. They're both pretty good horror I remember films. Pri- no, Prince of Darkness was after, was in between, it was after They Live, actually, I oh, think, okay. or in between They Live and uh, Big Trouble. Okay. Because yeah. that's what it said. It was like, after the fi- like failure of Big Trouble in Little China, he star- he did like smaller movies. Yeah. Like Prince of Darkness. Yeah, and Prince of Darkness is definitely they a smaller and stuff. Yeah, type of horror movie. But definitely, uh, you should check it out. Uh, and if you've never seen Big Trouble in Little China... What is wrong with you? I think it's still on Netflix streaming, actually. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. yeah it's so it's stream fantastic. That, speaking of Netflix. It's a fantastic popcorn movie, adventure movie. If you're mm-hmm. a fan of Kurt Russell, if you're a fan of kung fu movies, if you're, if you're a, a fan, fan of, of like Kim you know, Cattrall. video games, Kim Cattrall, which was um, that was kind of funny, too. It's like they the whole movie, well, the whole story sort of um, it centers around the fact that they need to have two women who have green eyes yeah. and they cast two women that don't yeah. have green They're eyes. Like contacts. So if you watch <laughs> if you watch it in HD, it's like, wow, those are some bad eighties contacts. But it, I don't know, I just always thought that was kind of funny. Yeah. You know, it's like, well, why didn't you just cast somebody with green eyes? But, yeah. well, whatever. Kim Cattrall. Yeah. She was a yeah, she was an eighties uh, staple. Mm-hmm. So I guess they had to cast her. Mannequin. Police Academy Police 1. Police Academy 1. Mm-hmm. So that's on Netflix, too, actually. Right <laughs> that's on my Netflix queue. I'll probably watch it, though. You will watch it. It's that won't be on your... I want the rest of the sequels. That won't be on your lo-fi. I want the rest of the sequels. So. Yeah, I don't have any other honorable mentions other than yeah, I need to see the those complete... I need to see Vampires, and I need to see Assault on Precinct, Precinct Did you, did you ever see In the Mouth of Madness? That. And that, too. I haven't even seen those. That was pretty good. I have only seen... Yeah, I saw it I need to see those honorable ago. mentions, man, for sure. I feel like um, as far as, like, the, the thing is probably his most, like, horrific movie, but Prince of Darkness is pretty close. It's got a lot of uh, gore, I the guess. Posters it's just, it's so as gory as the thing. The poster's so cool on that, It too. is. It is very cool. What is the premise of that? Is it, like, a vampires or something? Or no? no, it's, like, a kind of like a, an exorcist type of movie. Oh, okay. Yeah. yeah. Demons and a priest. And a, you oh, know. gotcha. Well, yeah. The Prince yeah. of Darkness, obviously. Yup. The devil. Antichrist. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> so, this brings us to the updated low five of yeah. Yeah. Our, the Netflix cues. So, I was listening back to the uh, previous episode, and I said I had 200 and something 
I think I said I had 280. On your queue? <laughs> on my queue. Wow. Now I have 322 on my queue. So <laughs> this problem has not been addressed nice. very well. Exactly. Yeah. And I, I went back and listened as well, and I can just say without a doubt that the I'll just name the five movies that yeah. are uh, four movies in one TV show. Mm-hmm. Uh, Snowpiercer, Hurt Locker, which I don't think is on Netflix anymore, Timer, uh, the new season of Rest Development, and uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Yeah. There's I, another season of Arrested. There's another season coming out, yeah, and I have not watched. I watched the first ten minutes of Tucker and Dale versus Evil, but I couldn't finish it. I watched it actually after the show because I uh, spoken with some friends slash listeners of the show, and they're yeah. like, "You've never seen that? You'd like yeah. it? Watch it." Yeah, it was pretty good. Yeah, mm-hmm. okay. yeah. Well, but I, I watched it. Yeah, it wasn't on my list yeah. of not to watch. But so yeah, I still have no. Yeah, so big, big no, big up, update is no. Update is no. Cool. I got mine five from the first time around, and Tiny Furniture, Lena Dunham movie. <laughs> still haven't watched That's it. Still on it's there. Still on my queue. Yeah, <laughs> I was looking over that today. Okay, uh, it was some horror movie called Shrooms. And oh it's yeah. Now not on the queue anymore. Uh, so went away. Does, That's too bad. Uh, Brony Tale, the Brony documentary, still on my queue. Still haven't watched it. Um, Girl with the Dragon Tattoo Trilogy. Good. I think those are gone. Yeah, those aren't on there Netflix. They're yeah, not there anymore. Gone. And the Human Centipede Trilogy. I don't know. I think know. that's gone, too. I think it's gone, too. So. Yeah. 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 You didn't miss much. Yeah. So. <laughs> so my new list. Uh-huh. I'll start it off here with number right. five. And I got a tie, actually. Okay. And it's like two series that um I don't know why I even have them on there. Because it's one of those things people are always like, you should watch. uh You know, so it's going to okay. be Arrow and Gotham. <laughs> Arrow and Gotham, <sighs> and I know we've like dogged Gotham out on yeah. this show a few times. Yeah, Gotham. For, you Gotham's know, just its own weird, yeah, animal right now. I mean, it's I saw the first couple and I didn't really wasn't into it at all, so I just said. But everyone's like, "No, you stick with it; it gets good." And in the, in the mm, I was I realizing it's already into <laughs> season three, so that means there's season been four. No, well, on Netflix. Oh, okay. There's three seasons to stream, sixty-four right. episodes. Yeah. 45 minutes of pop. Yeah, I'm never yeah. going to do that. I mean, they just – they, they were never like – Never going to get around to that. And Arrow, even more. Mm. Five seasons, 115 episodes total. Never yeah. gonna, watched, I'm never going to get I watched to the it. first season, and it was good. Well, I mean, I'm not doubting it's good either because everyone's like, oh, it's pretty good. You should really yeah. get into it. But it's like I'm never going to have it's that It's something that, like, you know, you can watch Arrow. just kind of – I don't know. It's one of those shows where you don't have to think that much. You can just kind of relax and okay, yeah. I'm gonna watch but this little a adventure time, show. Man. It's like, but it's, it's an hour long. It's well, so it's far. I mean, 40 45, minutes or but yeah, it's so far. Yeah, it's so far deep. Like, and I'm not on board now. Why I get on board? You know? Yeah. So those are my. That's my that's number. Your, that's that's your my tie five. for number five. Right. Well, I'm doing Gotham and Arrow. Well, Sorry, I'm, people. I'm, I'm doing this in real time. Sorry, fans. Yes. I'm uh, looking at my at my low five in real time on my phone because they're, they're just right here, and I know exactly which ones. I just look at them. So the first one is a movie called Five to Seven, which uh, starred Anton Yelchin, the the, the young a- actor who passed oh, away, yeah. who was in Star Trek. Star Trek, mm-hmm. Green Room. And Oliver uh, Ol- Olivia Thur- Thurby, who um, mm. she was in. Thurby. Under, yeah, she. I think, oh, God, I can't think of what she was in. But if you look her up, you know, I'm sure you can find her. Hmm. Um, yeah. It's like a uh, what do they call that? Spring, winter, or s- romance? Fall, fall, summer romance, or whatever. He's the young guy. She's the older woman. Uh, it's supposed to be good, and it's just been on my queue for the last fucking four years. <laughs> and uh, yeah, you know, nice. I'll get to it one of these days. Yeah. I th- Maybe not. Was she the one? Maybe she she might have played. She was the one who was the teacher in Rushmore. Oh, which was really? another okay, cool. 
one of those kind of romances. But yeah, that's her. Yeah, I think that was her. Typecast. Any, anyway, yeah, typecast. So that's my number five. Cool. And, uh, yeah, I'm looking at it. I'll make you right now, and I know that I'll never get to it. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so my number four is 2011's The Goon. Starring, oh, uh, yeah, that's on mine, too. Name? Stifler. That could easily uh, be on mine. And it's like Stifler, yeah. Yeah, it's like the premise is like he's seen like fighting a fan in the stands or something and then they're like, Hey, that guy could fight and then he becomes a f- hockey, hockey enforcer for the team or something. Right, for like a um um like a minor league hockey team. Yeah, so Yeah. And believe it or not, they're making a sequel. a sequel coming to it, yeah. out to this thing. It's they're like making a sequel. It was popular enough. Goon, the last enforcer is yep. coming out yeah. in this month i I've guess heard, i've heard something. good things about that too and i think it's on my queue as well yeah and it's so, just like meh. maybe i'll get to it someday but it's maybe right. not i mean yeah. Yeah, I don't hockey know. whatever i'm not <laughs> a big fan really just, yeah. it kind of reminds me of that uh your your um your soccer hooligan movie idea you had way back in the day oh you know? man shit it's just so that was sport, back man. when i was in film school yeah we had to come up with a premise for a feature-length movie yeah. when we were freshmen <laughs> in Film school is like, come up with a feature length movie. That's your project. And like, really? Like, that's, we have to think of that now? Come on. So, anyway, yeah. I thought of a soccer hooligan movie. The soccer, basically, this movie, The Goon, just right. they stole swap, my idea. Out, swap out a. <laughs> they totally stole my soccer. idea. Swap out a British I should, soccer. I should have done it when I was in. Bloke than a fucking right. hockey dude. <laughs> totally. All right, my Stiffer. number four is next on my queue here. I'm looking at it right now. It's uh, the sequel to Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon called The Sword of Destiny. Oh, wow, I didn't even know there was a sequel. There was a is sequel. It direct to video or it something? It was direct to Netflix. Oh, God. Produced by Netflix, I think. Okay. D- uh, not directed by Ang Lee, which I think might be one of the reasons why I'm like, eh, I'll get yeah. around to it someday. But it still stars Michelle Yeoh okay. in this, playing the same uh, character. Chow fat yay, nay? No, because he, he, well, spoiler, he died in the first one. <laughs> oh, that's, uh, that's, that's, so. been, that's how long it's been since <laughs> I watched that movie. No, <laughs> unless there's a flashback or something. I don't know. I haven't seen it. Well, you Who know, knows? <laughs> ghosts of? But maybe. I don't think so. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I, I, mm. I was excited when I heard about it. And then when I heard it was going to be on Netflix, I'm like, oh, cool. I don't have to pay to go see it. And yeah, it was on my queue, and it just stayed there. Technically, you do pay nine. Well, I, yeah, I know, but, it, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just it's one of those staples. It's, it's gotcha. on there, and you're like, it's eh. not coming off. And I know I have a few of those kung fu movies like that too on there that I'm sure they're awesome and like, yeah. But I didn't put them on the list because I might get to them someday. I'm yeah, me like, too. Yeah, that's pretty good. So my number three is none other than Jaws three. Jaws <laughs> Part three. <laughs> wasn't it? In, um, wasn't it Jaws three D? Yeah, it, came it was out? in 3D, and it's like the but premise is like, it's like takes place at like a place that's basically SeaWorld, you know? Yeah. And they yeah. get like, uh, they have like a baby shark <laughs> show or something, and then the mama shark comes and Jesus. wreaks havoc on the SeaWorld, you know, to God. get revenge or whatever. So apparently it's one of the worst Jaws movies, I'm too. not surprised. But I was just like noticing the other day, like Jaws is now back on there, yeah, and the all Jaws. the sequels, Jaws yeah. 2. Jaws 3 and Jaws 4, The Revenge. <laughs> Jaws, so, Jaws The yes. Revenge. So, like, in my head, I'm like, that'd be fun to watch all the Jaws movies. <laughs> but I guess if I watched, like, one and two, I'd probably just be like, I'll probably call it good. Yeah, good I'd three. probably call it good after the first yeah. one. Yeah, and I like Jaws 2, actually, though. I remember liking it as a kid. I don't, so. I, don't re- I, I vaguely remember that movie. It's vaguely. kind of like similar premise. There, but yeah, it was sure. more like It was like a group of teenagers, <laughs> no. though. Yeah, it was kind of like. There was a group of teenagers that got stuck on a boat and 
get terrorized by Jaws. And nice. Well, a different Jaws. Well, yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which, yeah. Well, yeah, and then There's I was, like, reading about like, Jaws the Revenge, uh, and it's, like, Jaws the Revenge is, like, the daughter of... It's, it's the wife. Or the wife. Yeah, of, she, um, she's a widower. Of Brody uh, or Brody, whatever. Yeah, yeah. Yep. and it's, like, she's, like, sick of the... Sick of the t- Sharks terrorizing Amity right. uh, Amity Island or whatever, and so she goes. She moves down to the Caribbean. Yep, yep, yep. and the shark follows. The shark follows her. A completely different shark just happens to like follow her because it knows, yeah. like, oh, uh, you know. So that's like what I don't understand for the premise of that one. Jaws well, the Revenge, because you're not supposed to. She, <laughs> she's like holding a spear on the front, yep, and it's like yep. Jaws it's up, it's is up like to her jumping to kill in the Jaws. air. So like, yeah. Jaws but who's getting the, the revenge? She's getting the revenge, or is Jaws getting the revenge? <laughs> It who's, boggles the mind. Whose fucking revenge is it, you know? <laughs> Anyways, Jaws yeah, 3 and Jaws think, 3. Think too deep about that one. Yeah. I don't know why Oof. they didn't call it Jaws 4. Uh, so that was your number three. Three. Jaws 3. So my number three is a movie starring Sean Penn called This Must Be the Place. Oh, I have that on my queue, too. And this yeah. was an indie he movie. He like, looks like Robert Smith he from looks like The Robert Cure. Smith from the Cure. So he basically plays, I think, like a... A version of Robert. He, he's yeah, he's, he's a, like an aging goth. Singer. He's an aging, famous goth singer, who um, you know was real famous or whatever, and decides to go find his real father. I guess so. He like he he treks across America. He takes a road trip across America, and it's you know it literally is Sean Penn dressed up like Robert Smith from The Cure. The whole makeup and the hair and everything, and. Um, yeah, I, I I remember when it came out. It sounded really interesting, and it's just been one again one of those that's on my queue. That yeah, I don't know <laughs> when is it? Like, what day do you just decide I'm gonna watch that? You know, God. like I heard it was good, and it was like I remember when it came out. It was like it got some good it reviews. Got good reviews. Yeah, it and did. Everything that I can. Yeah, but it's like and yeah. Mm. The problem is I find myself like it takes me like 20 minutes to decide on watching. Or something. there's something else that comes out yeah. like on mm. something else, you know, Amazon or HBO or, or something. Or it's just like I'll just like look through the new it's releases hard. and add a bunch of shit to my list mm. from the new releases and watch yeah. like one or and two. I think this was this was one, one of or those. two of them. This was definitely one of those. All right. So, yeah. so what was that number two? Yeah. I think I said three, but oh, that's might three. Be right. yeah, it's yeah. my number two. Yeah. Okay. My number two is. 2012's On the Road, starring Kirsten Dunst and <laughs> that's on Kristen Netflix. Stewart, yeah, Amy wow. Adams, Viggo Mortensen, yeah. So like, On the Road is like a book I've attempted to read probably about five or six times and never finished. That's crazy, you know. So I can see, like, I can see not seeing the movie, but I not but reading I, the book. What? Uh, not finishing the book. Um, oh, okay. Well, sorry. I'm tr- so like, if I can't finish the book, that's like. Well, let's talk about like classic it's, it's and the like Jack Kerouac and, movie. Yeah, and, yeah. And books. I, I'm just assuming everyone knows what On the Road is. I'm sorry. Oh, okay. So, anyways, apparently in 2012 they made an adap- a movie adaptation of the famous Beat novel On the Road by Jack Kerouac. Yep. Um, and it, I guess it was really pretty critically panned too. Yeah, it was it's not supposed to be very good. Yeah. But I did see it, and out of curiosity, added it to my queue, and then I saw like the average Netflix rating was like one star and a half. So, <laughs> so I don't know. It's like if I can't yeah. even finish the book that's supposed to be good, why am I gonna ever watch the yeah, shit movie? Yeah, I would. I would definitely finish the book before you ever bother with that. But movie. maybe if I watch the shitty movie, then I'll be like, damn, this book's really fucking amazing. Yeah, I'm gonna, that's I'm gonna true. Finish I guess. It. I'm power yeah. through it. Yeah. I mean, it's not like it's bad. It's just like, I don't know. I just never finished it. Yeah, you know. So, sorry. Sorry, people. It's all right. Yeah. 
lot of. Anyways, lot of, that's uh, on Netflix. So add it to your queue and never watch it. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So my number two. Yeah. Is uh, a movie called uh, The Good, the Bad, and the Weird, and I this was a. Uh, <laughs> okay, so this was a Korean produced movie about a bounty hunter, a gangster, and a train robber who unite to find treasure in 1930s Manchuria, staying ahead of the rival Japanese army. So it's like a Japanese Western done by Koreans, Sounds and cool. Quentin Tarantino's in it. Oh, wow. And he produced it. And you're not going to watch it? And I haven't watched it since. And I mean, when it came out in 2008, I wow. think I was excited to hear about it. I was like, wow, this premise sounds crazy. And it's just been sitting there. And it's just been sitting there. The and good, the bad, and the weird. The good, and the bad, and the Yeah, the good, the bad, and the weird. Yeah. Wow. So, always one that I've wanted, <laughs> I've been curious about, but just for some reason, I well, I know the reason is, it's just I don't care or don't want to watch it right now, so. Yeah. Um, yeah. But it'll be there. It'll still stay there and, you know, like, oh, yeah, yeah look at that. It's almost like a, I don't know, like a, like a poster you hang on your wall. It's just, it's there. There it is. Check it out. Yeah. Isn't that cool? Look at, it's kind of how I tiny, got this, I got that's this how cool, tiny furniture is. I got this on cool movie on my queue. Check and it that's out. That's how Sean Pence, but I don't Robert watch it. Smith looking face yep. is on my yep. queue. Yep. Scroll past it every time. Yeah. All right. That brings us to number one. My number one is the 2008 Star Wars The Clone Wars movie. The, the animated cart- the cartoon. cartoon movie, oh, okay. yeah. yeah. Um, I remember watching this. I never saw it in the theater, and it was. I just remember like it was released in the theater, and I can't remember like an underwhelming Star Wars experience. Like nobody was into it. Nobody really cared at that. Except point. except for all the people who watched the cartoon, which I know there were a lot of. people Yeah, that well, and it says it's. I mean, there was two different versions of the cartoon as well, but apparently, I don't know. I just remember it not being great, and I remember thinking like. They really couldn't get Obi-Wan or they couldn't get Ewan McGregor to do the voice. You know, they couldn't get. <laughs> He's like, yeah, no, thanks. <laughs> yeah. And it's like not th- not right now. <laughs> and like, I don't know. I'm just really not a fan of much of the prequel stuff anyways, really. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm, I'm more of a leave it at this point, especially with this. Yeah. New, the mean, new direction Star Wars is going and how much better it is, yeah. you know, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, I yeah. know a lot of people love the prequels. That's they're I, wrong. A lot of people like that kidding. cartoon too. I think it was just and a lot like, of people like the cartoon, but yeah. I, I mean, and they were definitely trying to, you know, and honestly, I may end up watching it, you know, cause like I have a son you that's about watch to turn three yeah, and he'll exactly. probably get into star yeah. Wars soon. Yep. I mean, he's already knows who some of the star Wars and it's kind of a kid's are. movie and it's animated. Yeah. It's probably an easy introduction I'm to sure star Wars. So sure I probably is, will yeah. play it on. It probably will get played on my Netflix yeah. queue. But at that point, maybe all the Di- Star Wars stuff will be gone because Disney has its own streaming oh, that's service. Right. So yeah. maybe I will never get to yeah. it on my Netflix. But game. I know it was trying to piggyback off of the hey, we got to cash in on this. This cartoon's really popular. It's yeah. a high rated, car- highly rated cartoon. We'll let's just make a movie. Yeah, it's and it, you know, and it, I guess it's set during the three year time period between Episode two and Episode three. Yeah. But um, I mean, but which is weird, distributed by Warner Brothers Pictures, which also holds the home media distribution to both this film and the fir- first five seasons of the television series, huh? There you go. So maybe that will stay on there. Who knows? Far out. Far out. All right. So cool. it says the Clone Wars served as an introduction to the television series of the same name, <laughs> which debuted October third, two thousand eight. Though critical reception was negative, the film was a box office success and grossed sixty. 
million dollars worldwide against an eight. That sounds so small for Star Wars, though. Like yeah. anything with the Star Wars name on it. Like, come on. I think anything with the Star Wars name will also be successful too. So. Yeah. So, anyways, facts. Like, I feel like I have to get. I feel like I should watch like all of Rebels and all this stuff before I ever get back to the Clone Wars too. Yeah, I would. If, uh, well, if you even want to get back to it, because yeah, exactly. At this point, it's like, well, yeah, it's like it's. I mean, it's, we, we've kind of. I mean, it's I about like as relevant Disney, as the, Disney the, and Lucasfilm was kind of moved on. Yeah, it's you know? kind of it's about as relevant as like it is. the Dark Horse comics, and like, I'm sure that that you the know, Dark Horse Star Wars comics exactly. And I'm sure Disney will probably do a Obi Wan movie. That's what the rumors a young are. Obi- yeah. yeah, and which will just negate everything from that cartoon. So it's like, well, what's the point? Yeah, you know. All right. So, yeah. Oh, nice. Okay, so that was your number one? Yeah. All right. So my number one is a movie that I've been wanting to watch. This is my next number one from my previous number one. It's called John Dies at the End. Oh, that's on my list, too. And uh, I've always heard it's really good. and Very strange, very esoteric. Yeah. uh, It's the dude. Based on a novel. Yeah, and it's the director that did uh, the Phantasm movies. I can't think of his name right now. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, which I guess it's it's hard to describe uh, if you've never seen it, which I've never seen it. So um, just go. It's just, just realize that it's a very strange, esoteric. Um, I actually want to watch it though, sh- sh- and I do too. And that's why it's number one <laughs> on my on my list. Um, and I'll just I'll just read to you the the quick little description here that Netflix gives. Uh, promising a trip that transcends time and space. A drug called soy sauce is sweeping the landscape and quietly robbing users of their humanity. <laughs> soy sauce. Huh? And it stars uh, Paul Giamatti. Yeah. And yeah. I've heard good things about it. I heard um, Paul Giamatti, like, loved it so much he helped get it made. Yeah, he did. Made it, yep. You know? Yeah. Um, the book I've even heard is really good, and I, I haven't read the book, but I, I wanted – that's another one. I guess we, if we did, like, a list of, like, books that are on my queue that I haven't read, that yeah. would be <laughs> on there, Don too. Don Coscarelli, that's the director. Nice. And uh, speaking do of, do you do all the phantasms or just yeah, uh-huh. interesting? Yeah, it's like his baby. But um, I saw Phantasm two like a couple weeks ago, oh, man. Phantasm it's on two rocks. I know it was on your eighties list when we did that, and I watched it on. It's now streaming on HBO I had, I had Go. A, I had such a huge crush on HBO the, on the dark haired girl who turns out to be like a zombie or whatever at the end, and I was like, I don't even care. She like like pieces of like her flesh were melting off at the end, and I'm like. You know what? I can look past that. Still hot. Yep. Yep. I can look past it. I, uh, yeah. So I, I, I revisited Phantasm 2 just because you ass. loved it so much when we were talking oh, about awesome. The special effects are awesome. And, and I was like, it's cool. Creepy. It's on HBO Go. It's like running time, like 89 minutes or something. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, oh, yeah, I yeah, can yeah, do yeah. this. Get let's through do it. it. Boom. Yeah. Let's yeah. watch this. Yeah. Such quality. <laughs> Such quality. Uh, so that's gonna do it for this little revisit bonus yeah. episode. You know, it's almost like an episode almost. one point, yeah, one point three one or something. Yeah. I don't know. What is this episode? If it was number episode thirty, it might be thirty one. It might 31. be thirty one point one. I don't know. Hmm. Might be one point three one. Well, we'll do we'll the ofi- we'll do the official one next. We'll time. see what I decide to do. <laughs> what we decide to call it when it hits the <laughs> internet. Anyways, um. Please leave us a review or a rating at iTunes. Uh, I noticed we had a couple new re- uh, re- reviews and ratings, so thank you to whoever did that. We appreciate it very much. Um, you can reach us at high 5 podcast at gmail.com. We are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and SoundCloud as well. Um, 
Demi's got Facebook. We got a Facebook page. Just look for High Five Down the Podcast. And reach us on Twitter at at High, the number five DL. Eight at High number five DL. Um, other than that, that's all we got for today. Yeah. We'll talk to you guys soon. We'll have some cool guests coming up, so stay tuned. Thank you for Bye. listening. <laughs>